Welcome to Yesterday Today, bringing you the best of yesterday's radio today. I'm McLean Westbrook, and with me, as always, is Jake Westbrook. McLean, do you smell that? Smell what? That that undeniable scent in the air, a, a mixture of woodsy odor, the the smell of dead leaves, the maybe the faintest hint of cinnamon, mixed with the cool crispness of fall air. Jake, it's seventy-five degrees out. No, McLean, you're not you're not you're not focusing. Pay no attention to what the thermometer might say. All right, temperature is a social construct. What you should be feeling is the undeniable sensation of a new season having fully taken hold. Falls upon us, McLean. Autumn, that is. And its presence demands to be felt. Right. You'll have to excuse us, folks. Uh, Jake gets a little weird about fall. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enthusiastic. Enthusiastic, right. Uh, is that why you have a dozen scented candles lit in here? I like pleasant smells. What of it? Well, Jake's odd autumnal habits aside, seeing as the full moon comes in tomorrow, today's theme is Harvest Moon, celebrating the American farmer around harvest time. And that's someone knocking on the door. You know, I keep thinking one of these days we're going to open it up and it's, it's going to be Willie, our old lawyer, walking back into our lives. Didn't he send us that postcard a while ago? Yeah, but he's a shifty guy. Always moving, you know. Want to take the over-under on whether that's him? It's probably the fire department. Someone saw your candle collection from outside our window, thought the building was on fire. Yeah, just just tell them it's festive and festivities are protected by the uh, Constitution or something. I, I don't know. Oh, well, if it isn't our friendly neighborhood dairy farmer, Virgil. What's up? Well, uh, howdy. I'm just here to sort of settle our debts. Settle our debts? What do you mean? Well, I got a milk bill here as long as my arm going back the past couple of months. Oh, uh, shouldn't that be for Sidney, since it's his milk order? It make no difference to me who pays it. I just have this address down for the account. Right, right. Well, uh, come in. Uh, we'll see if Sidney's around to pay you. Mighty obliged. Who's at the door? Oh, hey, Virgil. What, what brings you here? I'm just here on business. Business? Yeah, apparently Sydney has a pretty extensive milk tab he needs to pay. Is he around here? Oh, I'm sure he's haunting some area of the building. Sydney. I see him in hot demand as usual. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Sydney, Virgil here dropped by to see about your, uh, outstanding debt. Debt? That's right, son. You've fallen behind on your milk delivery payments. Oh, right, right, right. Well, you see, Verge, uh, between my dutiful studying for my classes, taking up a lot of the time I used to spend working, and, and uh, paying for these several dozen dates I've been going on with my girl Maisie, I, uh, well, 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 the milk bill just kind of slipped my mind. Oh, that's quite all right, Sonny. No sense crying over spilt milk or, or unpaid milk. <laughs> just pay me and we'll call it square. Here's a bill. Oh, Oh, I, uh, I don't happen to have this kind of milk money on hand at the moment, if I'm being honest. Ah, uh, that's okay, Sydney. It can't possibly be that much. I can help you out. Let me see the bill. Are you sure? Absolutely. What's a little milk money between friends? Uh, let's see what the damage is. <laughs> Looks like... Jumping Jehoshaphat! Sydney, how much milk do you drink? Well, I ordered a lot for that cereal podcast I was planning on doing, and then never got around to it. Um, plus, Mondo used quite a few gallons last week for his super shake when he was training me to be a football star. Um, 
Sydney, this is an absolutely mind-blowing amount of milk. I don't see how you could possibly have used- If I recall, McLean, you used quite a bit of milk yourself when you were taking that Sydney cereal stash after uh, he canceled that podcast. I enjoy a bowl of marshmallow mateys. What of it? Besides, I saw you use plenty of milk on all those fancy pumpkin coffee drinks you make. Hey, the season demanded I make those drinks. This is out of my control. Well, blame aside, do any of us have this kind of money at the moment? Yeah, don't look at me. Well now, fellas, hold on. If you can't pay up right now, there are other ways to settle this. Down at the farm, we're getting the place set up for the fall. We're on a little pumpkin patch and corn maze every year. If the four of you that used up all that milk come over this afternoon and help get a little work done, we'll call it all square. Well, Virgil, we, we don't really know that much about farm work. We're, we're kind of in the radio game, not exactly, you know, old farm hands. Uh, I'm not opposed to the idea, but... Ah, it's not so complicated. Sure, it takes a hard-working, tough sort of bunch to do it. But you fellas won't have any trouble with the chores I have in mind for you. You sound just like the kind of work that's right for us. Lead us to it, Virgil. All right, we got ourselves a crew. Finish up whatever uh, that radio program of yours is and head out down to the farm. Give me your phone number. I'll uh, text you the directions. Text? Well, I use technology. What of it? Well, as Sydney gets us wrapped up in farm work... Hey, you guys drink your share of the milk, too. Well, as we get ready to head on down to the farm, uh, it's actually quite apropos because uh, the theme of the show today is Harvest Moon. You know, it's, uh, it's that time of the year again when the crops are all picked and the farms become these just wonderful little, wonderful little autumnal places. I I can't get enough farms this time of year, man. Actually, I'm I'm pretty excited about going over, over the Virgils. But in the meantime, this is an episode of Fibber McGee and Molly from 1947. Well, now that Indian summer is here, big medicine is being made in TP number 79 on the Wistful Vista Reservation. Meet Big Chief Eager Beaver and his squaw, Princess Go-Along-With-Gag, better known to the pale-faced world as Fibber McGee and Molly. telephone all morning. What on earth are you doing? I'm just closing a deal, kiddo. This is the time of year I always... Hello, operator. How about my call to the Timothy Hayes farm out on route number two? Oh, is that you, Mert? Oh, dear. How's every little thing, Mert? Is he? What's he, Mert? Your little brother. Oh, the poor little guy. Well, you keep him away from Halloween parties this year, Mert. Why? What happened to her little brother last year? He got a prize for wearing the funniest false face, and he wasn't even wearing one. <laughs> What's he, Mert? Well, give me a ring when it's clear. Well, thanks, Mert. <laughs> Look, dearie. Huh? Maybe I shouldn't be the... Maybe I should be the kind of wife who stays out of her husband's business affairs and simply takes the limousines and diamond necklaces as they come, but I guess I'm just too snoopy. What's the big deal? Oh. Oh, it ain't too big, but every year about this time, I get a terrific yenta. Come in. Oh, it's the weatherman from next door, McGee. Hello, Mr. Williams. Hi, Foggy, old man. Good afternoon, in a way. Have a cigar, Foggy? Uh, no, thank you. I have a cigar. You got two? Thanks. <laughs> I'll smoke it after dinner. Won't you sit, uh, sit down, Mr. Williams? Uh, thank you, no. No, I just dropped into... Well, that is, I didn't exactly drop in. My visit is deliberate. Or should I say, premeditated? 
Yeah, yeah, say that. <laughs> Very well. Premeditated. What I mean to say is that while I don't wish to presume on the fact that I'm now your next-door neighbor, or you are my next-door neighbor... Or both. Or both, yes. I do not wish... Well, no one could ever... Well, I mean, as I was... A... Where was I? You don't want to presume on the fact that we're next-door neighbors. Take it from there. And don't be too cautious. As a neighbor, I presume plenty. Oh. Well, my wife is out of town, and I'm doing my own cooking, such as it is. Mm -hmm. And it isn't too bad, although I have had better. And a lot worse, for that matter. Mm -hmm. If you must know. <laughs> and I don't know why you should. <laughs> Do you? Do we what? Do you have an egg I could borrow? I need an egg. Foggy shake hands. Certainly, but why? Well, I think he's congratulating you on making the first positive statement we've ever heard from you, Mr. Williams. <laughs> Certainly you may have an egg. McGee, dearie, look on the bottom shelf of the refrigerator. Uh, uh, excuse me. Never mind the egg. Come to think of it, I'm going to make some rice pudding. Or maybe a custard pudding. Or maybe a bread custard pudding. I wish I liked it. Perhaps I'd better make some raisin cookie. Uh, or an upside-down cake. Or just buy some ice cream. That's it, ice cream. I'll get it at Kramer's Drugstore. I have to go downtown to dinner anyway, so I might as well get it. Now, just a darn minute, Foggy. <laughs> if you've got a date downtown for dinner, what are you cooking for? Isn't that strange? I, I never thought of that. <laughs> Well, thank you anyway. I must go home and feed my groundhog. Good afternoon, probably. How oh, the poor man will starve to death before he makes up his mind what to have for dinner. Old Foggy is going to be a good neighbor, though. What makes you think so? I peeked into his garage yesterday, and has he got the stuff? A 40-buck lawnmower, 150 fit of hose, power tools, everything. <laughs> And don't forget, he was the first one to want to borrow something. Yes. He made the first crack. So don't blame me. Excuse me. Hello? Who? Yeah, this is Mr. McGee. Mr. Hayes? Oh, hi, it's him, old man. Look, about those apples. Apples? You got a good crop this year? Best since 1939, eh? Great, Tim, great. Got them all picked? You have? Well, don't dispose of them. One of them now till you talk to me, Tim. Yeah. I'll be right out, Tim. Oh, by the way, how's the family? Oh, you're a bachelor. Okay, Tim. See you in about an hour. Well, it looks like a deal, Snooky. Mm-hmm. Am I old enough to be told now? I know about the birds and the bees. Mm hmm I think I could understand about the pears and the apples. Oh, didn't I tell you? Didn't he tell me, he says. Been dashing around here all day making notes and phone calls like General Motors retooling for waffle iron. Now he says, didn't he tell me? No, lover. You've been as close-mouthed as a discontented Russian. Well. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, baby. Well, a guy gave me a tip on this year's apple crop, see? No. So, I says to myself, ha-ha, I says, so the apple crop was good this year. In that case, ha-ha, I says to myself... Come in. Hello there, kids. Great day, ain't it? Yeah, sure is, old-timer. 
In fact, I and my wife are taking a little drive out into the country. Would you care to ride along with us? No, thanks, Dory. Don't care for farm life myself. Tried it once. Give it up. Not enough fresh air. <laughs> Not enough fresh air on a farm? Not for me. I kept falling into the silo. <laughs> Had a lot of other trouble, too, Johnny. Uh, such as what, Mr. Oldtimer? Horse trouble. Had eight horses that I paid $2 for, and you I... You paid $2 for eight horses? Yep. Standard price. What kind of horses can you get for for a dollar? Quarter horses. <laughs> well, sir, one day I throws my side saddle on a horse and starts out to... Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. You rode side saddle? Had it, Johnny. Somebody had stolen one of my stirrups. <laughs> well, sir, no sooner did I get in the saddle than the horse rears up. Get down, you old goat, I says. And the horse says, what if I don't? <laughs> the horse said that? Yep. Just then it come apart in the middle and two young fellers gets out. Huh? <laughs> Seems it was a vaudeville team hiding out from the sheriff. <laughs> Funny thing, too. The vet had looked at that horse's teeth just the day before and asked me who made the lower plate, but I never give it another thought. <laughs> yeah, very interesting experience, old-timer. Very. Reminds me of the time I went buffalo hunting. Tell us, McGee, as if anybody could stop you. Love to hear about it, Johnny. Was your foot or a horseback? In a Buick. I left Cleveland at 8.30 one night and hunted for buffalo till daylight. <laughs> Had an old map and kept getting off the road. Still got an old map, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's pretty good, Johnny, but that ain't the way I hear it. <laughs> when I hear it, one feller says, the other feller says, hey, 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 says, see, you got one of them rear engine automobiles. Yep, says the other feller, but I didn't find it out till yesterday. I've been backing up for 12,000 miles. <laughs> so long, kid. So long. Isn't it beautiful out here in the country, McGee? Yeah. I wonder why they don't build cities closer to all this. <laughs> That'd take all the fun out of driving into town on Saturday night. I always... Whoops! What's the matter? Why are you slowing down? Burma shave sign coming. <laughs> Never miss them. There's the first one. They say that the ancient Roman... Had his whiskers yanked out by a slave. But no one has ever told us how the people in Burma shave. Ah, <laughs> oh, my, isn't that cute? Hmm. I wonder who writes all those poems. I know who wrote that one, and don't be surprised next week if he's working for Red Skelton. <laughs> ah, get a whiff of that fresh country air, baby. Hmm. Don't that air make you feel wonderful? Yes, I just love this season of the year. Mm -hmm. When all the billboards start turning red and gold. Yeah. <laughs> I always know winter ain't far away when Ringling Brothers' three sheets start curling at the edges. <laughs> on them ads for Dr. Pierce's golden medical discovery on the barns. Say, the speaking of golden medical discoveries, look who's walking along the road, McGee. Huh? Oh, well, I'll be a... Oh, Got to get them brakes fixed. <laughs> Hey, Doc. Hey, Doc, where are you going? Well, hello there, pigeon face. Hello, Molly. Car break down, Doctor? No, I'm taking a day off, my dear. Thought I'd take a stroll through the countryside to see what's keeping the farmers so healthy. <laughs> there hasn't been a pair of calloused hands in my office since my nurse got stuck in the elevator and had to shinny up the cable. 
Well, climb in, vitamin boy. Always glad to take a slum kid like you out into the country and show them that the trees don't grow only in Brooklyn. The sunset. Yes, uh, do come along, Doctor. You'll get just as much fresh air and exercise riding in this car as you would walking. Oh, thanks. I believe I will. Well, you're lucky we come along, Patsel. That is one man's opinion, Leadfoot. Hmm. Personally, I'd rather ride with a bubblegumming high school boy and a souped-up hot rod, but I'm too tired to be choosy. Where are you bound besides muscle? <laughs> Well, himself here has a deal on with a farmer named Hayes. Doctor. Best apple crop in these parts since 1939, Doctor. Go on out and look it over. Since when have you begun speculating in farm produce, McGee? <laughs> I never thought you knew the difference between hen fruit and eggplant. Oh. <laughs> he spent a lot of time on a farm when he was a lad, Doctor. Didn't you, dearie? You betcha. Tell him the idea you had to plant soybeans in circles and raise steering wheels for the Ford Company. <laughs> yes, do. Sometime. Don't worry your fat little head about my agricultural experience, Tommy Thumper. I invented an electric fence that all you had to do was press a button and it would shock all the corn. And I had animated scarecrows that would throw rocks at chicken hawks. And I designed a clipping machine, too. You just drive the sheep in one end and they'd come out the other end wearing turtleneck sweaters and carrying from two to five wool blankets. <laughs> Depending on the size of the sheep, of course. And in 1931, 1932 it was. Hold it, McGee. Stop the car. Stop What's the matter? Nothing. We just passed Mr. Wilcox. Well, it seems to be a great day for familiar pedestrians. One of these days you'll be out driving and you won't see anybody you know. And the people you do talk to won't know any jokes. And there'll be a half hour open on Tuesday night. <laughs> When that day comes, pillbox... Oh, hi, Junior. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. I thought that was you we passed. Hello, Harlow. Hello, pal. Molly, hi, Doc. Where's everybody going? We're going out on Route 204 to the Hayes Farm, Mr. Wilcox. Got a little business to transact, Junior. Old Doc here was hiking along the pike like a homeless bum, so we picked him up, too. You want to lift, too? No, thanks. I enjoy walking. Mm -hmm. You do? Well, imagine that. For 20 years, I've been advising people to walk more. So I tried it myself today... And so help me, if I ever prescribe it again, may somebody beat my brains out with a rubber heel. <laughs> you really like walking, Harlow? Love it, Doc, love it. Although I have a pretty tough time trying not to step on any leaves. Not to step on any leaves? Why, at this time of year, Mr. Wilcox, that's almost impossible. I know, but I try. I guess you don't know what leaves mean to me. I thought I'd heard everything from this guy, but this is a new approach. <laughs> Tell us, Junior, what do leaves mean to you? Tell us, Mr. Wilcox. I really want to know. Thank you, Molly. I'm glad your husband brought out the beauty of the home today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Wilcox. <laughs> well, maybe you don't know that Johnson's wax is made from the leaves of the carnauba tree, which is found mostly in Brazil. Yeah, but... If it weren't for those leaves, think of the households unprotected against dust and dirt and dampness with Johnson's wax. Yeah, but what that got to do with what you're talking about? I was... <laughs> I was merely going to say... I was merely going to say that the Carnauba leaf has made me a good living, and I won't mention any other names. <clears throat> and then when you think that Johnson's wax does so much to lighten the burden of housekeeping and emphasizes beauty and hospitality, and when you recall the hundreds of uses for Johnson's wax in the home, such as on floors, furniture, woodwork, enameled surfaces, luggage, and so on... 
Well, you can understand why I don't trample leaves underfoot. Personally, I think it's a very proper attitude. Look, uh, Waxy. Yes, Val? Is this a new feeling you've got about leaves, or you've always been a little nature happy? Oh, <laughs> October and November have been my favorite months ever since I was a kid. Always used to take long walks in the autumn. In fact, all through high school, I was known as Autumn Boy. Oh. <laughs> autumn Boy. Ain't that nauseating? <laughs> Was that the exact term, Harlow, autumn boy? No, the exact term was fall guy. <laughs> I, I think autumn boy is prettier. Yeah. Well, look, I don't want to delay you, folks. I'll see you later. Goodbye, Harlow. Oh, boy, oh, boy. You know something, Dockey? It was just about this time of year that I had my first date with Molly. <laughs> yes, it was, Doctor. Yeah. I remember he brought me a big bouquet of red and gold autumn leaves. To yeah. press in the album? No, to build a fire in the stove. <laughs> That's a very novel approach. I suppose it was love at first sight. Matter of fact, Doc, it wasn't so much love with us at first as it was geometry. Geometry? I was a guy with a lot of angles, and she was a girl with a lot of curves. <laughs> so the minute I seen her, I said... Hold it, dearie. Here's the fire. Oh. Turn in here. Yeah, okay. Oh, McGee. Gotta get them brakes fixed. Well, come on, Molly. Come on, Doc. I got to see this guy about those apples. Well, this is really a beautiful farm, isn't it? Hmm? Looks like one of those country places run by a city man to confuse the Internal Revenue Department. <laughs> I've been in a good year. This farm doesn't lose more than fifty or sixty thousand. Wonder where the owner is. Tim Hayes. His name is Tim Hayes. Hey, Tim. Tim, you here? No, but I am, folks. Well, heavenly days, Wallace Wimple. Hello, Wallie. Hi, Wimp, old man. Hello, folks. If you want to see Mr. Hayes, he'll be here in a minute. He's my uncle. Oh, Tim's your uncle, eh? On whose side, Mr. Wimple? On my side, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> oh. When Sweetie Face and I have an argument, I often come out here and hide. Sweetie Face, that's my big old wife, Doctor. Oh, yes, I know, Wally. I, I treated her once for lacerated ankles. It seems somebody had carelessly put a bear trap in her shower bath. <laughs> oh, I, I wouldn't say carelessly, Doctor. I put quite a bit of thought into that. <laughs> This is a beautiful farm, Mr. Wimple. Yes, it really is, Mrs. McGee. I have a simply marvelous time out here with my bird book. With your what, Wimp? My bird book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just bought a new one, see? Our feathered friends of the North American continent. Oh. <laughs> I spend hour after hour in the fields and meadows here with my bird book. See many interesting birds around here, Wallace? Oh, I do indeed. Just this morning, I saw a deckle-edged, scarlet-crested waggle finch. Waffle which? Waggle finch, Mr. McGee. <laughs> the only North American bird that can fly backward, except a hummingbird. Flies backwards, huh? Yes. And jet propelled, too. <laughs> they fly around the front doors of drugstores after school hours and pick up soda straws. Uh-huh. Then they take a deep breath and blow through the straw. Some of them can blow themselves backwards at 32 miles an hour. <laughs> you can recognize them usually by crumpled tail feathers. <laughs> They're always backing into things. Do you want to go in the house and wait for Uncle Tim? No, we'll wait right here, Mr. Wimple. My goodness, isn't the farm beautiful this time of year, McGee? The leaves all turning color. Shocks of corn stacked over there. Pumpkins all around. Yeah, those four scarecrows leaning up against the fence. Oh, those scarecrows have been leaning there for years. Yeah? They were here when Uncle Tim bought the farm from the king. Oh, the king's scarecrows, eh? Well, it takes a lot of scarecrows to watch over all this corn. Shine on, shine on, heart. 
Oh, heavenly days. Doesn't that smell good? Mm. And did you ever see such beautiful apples? Millions of them. Nice-looking crop, Tim. What's the latest market quotation on apples? Well, now, I couldn't rightly say to that, Mr. McGee. Uh, how big an order was you consider? I'm glad you asked me that, Tim. Circumstances have kind of altered my circumstances since I talked to you on the phone. You see, we got a guest with us now, kind of unexpected, so I'm going to need three apples instead of two. <laughs> you want an apple, don't you, Doc? Oh! This is ridiculous. Welcome back to Yesterday Today. You're joining us as we're out in the field. <laughs> literally, literally out in the field. We're, we're a couple of men outstanding in our, in our field. <clears throat> Very clever. I can see why I have to answer the door at the studio while you're busy thinking up jokes like that. Right. Well, we just pulled up to Virgil's farm, McLean, Sydney, Mondo, and I. We grabbed old Mondo here because he's a, he's a big guy. He can take out some work. <laughs> yeah, they used, they used to call me the ox back in college. <laughs> uh, you went to college? Uh, oh, oh, me has said too much. Never mind. Hey, where is Virgil anyway? I thought he would meet us here. Hmm, I don't see him. Maybe he's out in one of the fields around here. Oh, uh, I actually I just got a text from him. He says he had an errand to run and he had to leave the farm. But we can work without him. He has a list here of what needs to be done. Uh, I don't know about this. We're not exactly experts in farm chores. Well, how hard could it be? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's just like plowing uh, some fields and uh, put up the uh, little uh, scarecrow guys. Certainly, he, he little enough, he could he could probably stand out and be uh, be one of them scarecrows. Yeah, I actually briefly pursued that career path in my younger days. Alright, well, it doesn't look like most of this stuff is too complicated. He just wants us to uh, pick some apples from the orchard and put them over by the cider press and make sure the pumpkin patch is presentable. Presentable? Yeah, apparently he's really concerned about having a clean pumpkin patch. He wants us to wash the dirt off the pumpkins and make sure the corn maze trail is clear. So, pick apples, wash pumpkins, clear corn. Yeah, I guess. Hey, uh, do the do the apples here? Do they come with the peel or without the peel? Uh, with the peel, Mondo. Well, no sense standing around all day. Let me have that tractor. Whoa, there, Sydney. What do you need the tractor for? Apple picking, obviously. No sense in making the job harder by lugging over bushels of apples by hand. I'm gonna use this little trailer that's hooked up for him. I suppose that's not a terrible idea. Are you sure you can handle that thing? <laughs> a piece of cake. Maybe a city slicker like you doesn't know how to use a machine like this. But a janitor slash handyman slash power dog like me? <laughs> Can't stop. Here, I'll just hop on and start her up. Oh, I just got another message from Virgil. What's it say? Uh, don't use the tractor. Oh, oh man. Oh, boy. Sydney, are you okay? What? I said, are you okay? Uh, I can't hear you. He asked if you're okay. Uh, I can't hear anything. Uh, well, it looks like he's okay, other than his eyebrows. That tractor explosion knocked down my hearing. I think it singed off my eyebrows. Yeah, sure wish uh, Virgil would have sent us that warning sooner. Uh, you wish Argyle textiles were worn by raccoons? No, Sydney, no. Huh. Hey, where'd Mondo go? 
Oh, oh, me, me over here, me over here. Uh, uh, so, so we couldn't find the the apples. So, so we put the we put the corn to the uh, to the side of press instead. Oh, <laughs> you want some? I, Mondo, I think you're making corn mash. I, no, I don't. I don't want any of that. Oh, well, we better get to those other jobs. Say, any idea on how to wash a pumpkin? Uh, I, I, I don't know, soap and water. So where do I get soap around here? Slop? It should be over by the pigs. Soap, Sydney. Soap. Soap? N- not much. Soap with you. Oh, boy. Sydney, maybe you should lie down. A light on? <laughs> it's the middle of the day. Why would we need to turn the light on? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll sort out this nonsense. Up next on the show, we have an episode of National Barn Dance in keeping with our Harvest Moon theme. You know, it was uh, quite traditional back in the day. Uh, once the harvest was done, the farmers would throw these throw these dances in their in their barns. You know, clear out the haylofts and all that, and just have a just have a grand old time. All the neighbors would come by, and hmm. not a lot of barn dances going on lately these days. I've noticed. But anyway, National Barn Dance was sort of a was sort of a bringing the bringing the country to the city folk. You know, airing those barn dances on the radio so that uh, you could you could tune in. Tune in to what you, uh, what you maybe couldn't enjoy from your, uh, New York apartment. Ugh, I don't understand people who live in big city apartments, but that's just me. Anyway, National Barn Dance. mother and dad and the whole family. Well, folks, that old harvest moon is shining down extra bright on the old red barn tonight, and for a very special reason. Yes, the Alka-Seltzer National Barn Dance Gang is celebrating its ninth birthday, its 470th happy hayloft party from the old WLS hayloft in Chicago. in, folks, and join our ninth birthday. We're celebrating it with a Harvest Home Party. Oh, say, the old hayloft is going to shine tonight, folks. So come on, boys and girls, start shining.
birthday spirit, boys and girls. My, my, how time flies. And to prove it, we go back 470 barn dances, folks, to the first song sung for the first time on your first hayloft party. The tune fit as a fiddle. The singers, Hezzy, Kenny, Frank, and Gaby, the Hoosier Hot Shots. <laughs> feeling fit as a fiddle. Right, Joey, and if you think those fiddlers and Eddie Peabody and his banjo ain't feeling fit, just listen to them go. a square dance and a half, gang, and a swell way to work up an appetite for all the good eats, not forgetting the big birthday cake we'll have later on. <laughs> Uh-oh, seems the Denny sisters can't wait. Let's see what they've got. I get the neck of the chicken, I get the rumble-feed rice, I get the leaky umbrella, everyone shoves me aside. When morning papers come to the door Sure as day, I'm too late And they're mine long about four I get the neck of the chicken I get the hand-me-down shawl 
company we gave. I get the couch in the hall. That's why I can't get over this dream that came true. If I get the next of the chicken, well, how did I ever get you? served in true hayloft style, didn't he, sisters? Hey, say, Pat Buttram. Yeah, Jody, yeah. Hey, Pat, uh, there's a fellow around here a while ago looking for you. He said you knew him. Oh, he said I knowed him? Uh-huh. Uh, what was his name? Well, I don't remember his name. Uh, I'd know it, though, if I heard it. Uh, let me see. I know him, huh? Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, was his name, uh, Brewer? No. Uh, was it Campbell? No. Uh, was it Brown? Nope. Was it Brown? I told you once his name wasn't Brown. Well, I know two Browns. I thought maybe it's oh. the other. <laughs> well, what did the fellow want to see me about anyway, Joe? Well, he was looking for a hired hand and thought maybe you knew someone. Well, no, I don't know of any good hand right off. Could... How about your Uncle Herkimer? Isn't he a good hired hand? Uncle Herkimer? Yeah. Oh, Joe, he ain't no hand. He, he's just a sore thumb. <laughs> He's too lazy to work in the field, huh? You mean your Uncle Herkimer is lazy? Joe, he's so lazy. Why, why, he's even too lazy to make coffee. He, j- he just puts coffee grounds on his mustache and then drinks hot water. <laughs> Boy, that's lazy. <laughs> but uh, I'd be just a man for that job, Joe. I'm a pretty good worker, if I do say so myself. Just the other day, I went out and gathered 15 bushels of apples. Yeah? Yeah, I would have gathered 16 bushels, only I ate one bushel. <laughs> Why, Pat, you should be careful about eating apples in the field. They may have worms in them. You'd better watch out. Listen, when I eat apples, the worms better watch out for themselves. <laughs> Tell me, Pat, how about your field crop this year? Did you grow much cotton on your farm? Well, no, no. We didn't plant no cotton at all this year. We is a... Uh... To the bowl weevil. Oh, uh huh. Well, how about the corn crop? Did you harvest lots of corn? No, uh-huh. didn't plant no corn either. It's feared it would uh, be too dry a year for corn. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> plant... Well, how about potatoes? Did you no, plant? No, no, didn't plant no potatoes either. Scared of tater bugs on them. Well, then what in the world did you plant this year? Didn't plant nothing. I just played safe. This year. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pat, what you should do is get an agricultural farm expert to help you with your planting and harvesting, and then you'd be assured of a good crop. Well, them farm experts. Hurts is all right, I reckon, Joe, but they go too much according to figures. Huh? What do you mean? Well, a farm expert, he figures if a boy can pick five quarts of huckleberries an hour and a girl can pick four quarts of berries an hour, he figures both of them together can pick nine quarts an hour. Well? Well, Joe, any darn farmer knows both of them together ain't going to pick no berries at all. <laughs> 
right, Patrick, but take a pretty partner now and get ready for the anniversary waltz, sung by the Hayloft Chorus and patterned by everybody's favorite, Eddie Peabody, the banjo king. my personal gratitude at being included in this grand bond dance gang, may I present another old favorite on the banjo. Good old Ida, sweet as apple cider. Which reminds me, we're due for another good old Harvest Home ditty, and from the Belle of the Barn Dance and her bestest bow, Little Belle and Scotty. When the moon goes to shining and my heart goes to pining for my Blue Ridge Mountain home, where the hound dogs are baying and the pine trees are swaying, that is where I long to roam. When the sun comes a beaming, then I start into dreaming of a place where flowers bloom. When I get back again, I'm gonna live to the end in my Blue Ridge Mountain home. Now I never thought that I could be so sad till I left my mountain home. But the time is a coming when I'll be so glad and I never more will roam. For I've learned a lesson that I won't forget wherever I may be. And oh, how I'm 
home Cause they mean more than all the world to me I gotta swallow away now When the stars are winking Then I start into thinking of the place I left behind And I keep on a-saying while I know she's a-praying That I'm coming back sometime With the old fiddle singing I'll soon be a-swinging to the tune of home sweet home And I know she'll be waiting by the old garden gate In my Blue Ridge Mountain home Well, I claim that old tune had all the poetry of the Blue Ridges in person. <laughs> and now let's listen to a serenade to the Harvest Moon, Memories of 1908. moon was never lovelier. Well, our ninth anniversary in Harvest Home Party goes right along, folks, and it's sure nice to meet all our old songs and old friends again. But say, Hezzy, uh-huh. I, I hear you Hoosier Hotshots have brought a new girl to the party. What's her name? Oh, boy, where do you see her, Joe? Her name is Sweet Prunella. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fellas, let's start to prunin'. Yes, well, sir. you start first and we'll fall in. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Martins and the Coys. Oh, the Martins and the Coys. Why, she even paid the Martins and the Coys. 
Then one day Prunella met a city slicker. And a darn fool wore a collar and a tie. He did? Well, he wooed her in the moonlight, and was on a pretty June night. They skedaddled from the mountains on the slide. Well, sir, he toted Prunella to the city. In one of them things that they call a multi-bug. And he bought her furs and laces, took her out to fancy places, and they say she drank her zombies from a jug. From a jug! From a jug! And they say she drunk her zombies from a jug. Now this never satisfied our sweet Prunella. She was born and reared in proper mountain style. Instead of rumble prancing, she was used to halo dancing, so she got tired of that there city loving in a while. Then one day she hiked it back up to the mountain. And she met Pat Buttram up on the way. And that great big Buttram feller, he up and wedded Brunella, and he's got her up there in the mountains. Her to stay. Her to stay, and that it hay, and he's got her in the mountains for his bed. Prunella is quite a gal, Hoosier House Johns. But now, friends, here's a Harvest Home salute to our brave boys in the armed services all over the world. The Hayloft Chorus sings, Keep the Home Fires Burning. Shining when the dark cloud in 
Friends, if the cooler and changeable weather of fall has caused you to catch cold, listen. Take good care of yourself, and for prompt relief of that miserable, ache-all-over feeling, take Alka-Seltzer. Be sure you get more rest than usual, too, and avoid drafts. Dress comfortably and get your daily vitamins. Then, too, if your cold causes a sore throat, use Alka-Seltzer as a gargle for soothing, comforting relief. Yes, friends, keep Alka-Seltzer handy always and take it whenever you have a cold. It can help you feel better fast. All right, welcome back to Yesterday Today. We're back at the studio now after spending the afternoon out on Virgil's farm. About that. Did you hear back from Virgil at all? Yes, he uh, he just called. After after we left, he got back and saw the work we did, so... And? And mixed reviews. Mixed reviews. I figured that. He did say Mondo's corn cider might be a hit, though. Uh, apparently, you didn't do a very good job of watching the pumpkins, however. What? I did a good job, and I have the dirt under my fingernails to prove it. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I'm not entirely sure the whole thing wasn't a joke he played on us city slickers anyway. I mean, who washes pumpkins? It does seem a little silly now that you mention it. Well, by the way, one thing's for sure. We should probably take Sydney to the hospital to uh, get him checked out. Yeah. Yeah, we should. And take Sydney to go get a popsicle? Well, that's awful when I see you guys. Uh, if you want more yesterday today, be sure to check out KISU.org or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. Come on. Come on, Sydney. Out of the car. Out of the bar? I don't touch oh, this stuff.